Hey, happy Advent and Merry Christmas, dear listener. This sermon was preached at our 8.15 and 9 a.m. services on December 10th, 2023. Our 10.30 had the Children's Talent Show, which I hope you were able to check out. If you didn't, you can check it out at uccmedina.org slash live or search for it on our Facebook page. I do so enjoy the joy our kids bring in this season. As we light the candle of joy and of hope, uh, our kids and their talent and just the, just the smile that brings to my face is just something else. I, I look forward to it every year. Now, before I get to the sermon, I'm wondering, dear listener, if you'd give me some feedback. We were thinking about switching to another worship podcast platform starting in January. This is different than Revved Up with Megan and Luke. On this other platform, we would have unlimited uploads and storage, and you can listen to more than just the most recent five. You get automatic notifications, and we would have possible access to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and other platforms. There's probably a whole host of other benefits we haven't even considered. We would like to change to just the scriptures and the sermon only, then so we wouldn't have to deal with the music copyright issues that the full service that we currently podcast would bring. If that is a change you'd be interested in, or just any feedback in general about this, please let me know. If you want things to remain the same, just email me, get a hold of me by any means possible through Facebook or by emailing me at luke at uccmedina.org. That'd be great. I mean, I don't want to fix something that's not broken, but just want to gauge your interests. Thanks for letting me know. And now, our first reading comes from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 40, 1 through 11. I'm reading from a real live Bible, so you might hear some pages turn in that, in that fun, real live Bible with paper and everything. So here we go, Isaiah 40, 1 through 11. The prophet says, Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hands double for all her sins. A voice cries out, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places as a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, Cry out! And I said, What shall I cry? All people are grass, their constancy like flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades. When the breath of the Lord blows upon it, surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might, and God's arm rules for God. His reward is with her, and his recompense before her. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. God will gather the lambs in God's arms and carry them in God's bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. There's our first reading. You might hear some repeats. That's the glory of the Hebrew scriptures. In the Psalms specifically, in this poetry, they will restate 
So it's not that it was skipping, it's that's was legit and original to the text. It's just a feature of Hebrew Psalms. Our second reading comes from the Good News According to Mark, chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. These are the first words of the first gospel, the earliest gospel. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare the way, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And the people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is good news and a word of God that is still speaking. Thanks be to God. So Isaiah cries, Comfort the people of Israel. John cries for baptism in the wilderness. What shall I cry? Dear listener, there is so much I'd like to discuss with you. There is so much on my mind. Yet, I hesitate. Not because I don't have enough to say, but because I have too much. Too much and I'm not sure where you're at and what you're ready to hear. In my first few weeks here, way back seven years ago, I received some feedback from a sermon, and this person was like, I was disappointed that your sermon was too political. And I wrote something like, this was an email, uh, I was disappointed in your sermon was too political. And I wrote back, you will continue to be disappointed as politics is how we live together. Jesus was political, and I hope, what I hope not to be is partisan, which is one political party over the other. Please call me out if I was too partisan. But instead of responding, they just quit the church. But the two other members of their family joined because of that same sermon. It's complicated being a pastor. It's complicated being human. It's hard to figure out the devastating ways we hurt each other, even when we wish to love one another, never mind when we wish to harm. I still puzzle over that interaction some seven years ago and carry it with me to this day. Maybe I should put that down. Isaiah cries that people are like grass, but the word of the Lord endures forever. John cries for repentance and the forgiveness of sins. What shall I cry? I feel like I've been crying a lot, like actual tears. I've been in a season of grief from the death of my father in July to Carrie Park's funeral two weeks ago. In fact, last month from October to November, there were five funerals and three weddings. There's some celebration, but a lot of grief to carry. And that's the problem with people. They're always dying on us. People are like grass. They wither, the flower fades, and they pass away. It's hard being human. The complications of our family dynamics and the vast network of our relationships, all that we carry. The Irish poet Padre Gotama once saw a brochure that had an old Irish saying on it. It is in the shelter of each other that people live. Another way to translate it is, it is in the shadow of each other that the people live. You see, the Irish word scath can mean both shelter and shadow. Our relationships 
shelter and shadow us. We can do beautiful and terrible things to ourselves and others in our sheltering and shadowing. We are always stuck between grace and grief, it seems. We are indeed in the shelter and shadow of one another. Luther, in a letter, wrote, We will commit sins while we are here, for this life is not a place where justice resides. I shall cry that for you and for me. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Should you find yourself in hell, fix your eyes on Jesus and start walking towards him. Should you ever find yourself in hell, keep walking, keep going. There's a way out. It gets better. Much has been made of the cross, the suffering of Jesus, the grief in the garden, the crying tears of blood. Yet here we are in the season of his birth. Both are very physical acts. The body of Christ hung from wood. The body of Christ placed in the rough wooden manger. How Christ himself was in the shelter and shadow of his parents, the shelter and shadow of his community, the shelter and shadow of his friends, his tradition, his context. As are we. His life of grace holds great hope for me. He lived with all this grief. His cousin John, who prepared the way for him and was baptized, uh, baptized him in the River Jordan, was beheaded by Herod. And when Herod came looking for Jesus, he replies in Luke 13, verse 32, Go tell that fox that I will keep casting out demons and healing people today and tomorrow, and on the third day I will accomplish my purpose. So what shall I cry? I shall cry, Jesus. May we cast out the demons that possess us and shadow us, demons like violence and aggression, retention of slights and sins, demons like revenge. There are so many I could raise up, but I'm not sure what you're ready to hear, for these demons are legion. May we cast out them one another. May we cast them out of us through prayer and fasting, of hoping and lighting candles in the dark. May we seek healing, sheltering us and our neighbor. For here in the shadow and shelter of one another, may we find Christ and seek his way. Christ is always found in the shelter and the shadow. In fact, his birth was both shelter and shadow. The shadow of no room for them in the inn, and the shelter of finding shelter with the shepherds, with the animals. So may we seek the ways of Christ. May we keep on the narrow path and celebrate the fruits of the Spirit. May we cry pardon. May we cry grace to each other. May we hold one another as we cry tears. Tears of joy, tears of grief and sorrow. May we all cry Christ. God with us. For we have hope. We have a way. And Christ is the way for we who follow him. Amen.